Remember at the start of the governor's stay-at-home order, we weren't allowed to go see the dentist unless it was an emergency. Well, things have changed, and here to fill us in on everything that's going on is Dr. A.J. Acerno. He's a practicing dentist and the CEO of Decision One Dental Partners. Hi, Doc. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Are you excited that uh, our operation's up and running? You're open for biz, full business? We are, we are, and we're open for full bids, and we're, you know, we're excited, and uh, we're excited that patients are finally going to get back to the dentist and, and get their things done that <laughs> needed to be done before this whole thing started. Well, now, so are, is this for all procedures, including cleanings as well? It is, it is. It's all for, it's for every procedure. Um, we're still, I mean, it's going to look a lot different at dental office, and, um, you know, we're not going to be seeing as many people, but... Uh, definitely uh, for anything that they need, uh, we're taken care of. Okay. So, um, of course, I'm sure that with this reopening that you've had to think about sort of your safety protocols. So what are you guys doing differently? Yeah. You know, dentistry, we've always had very stringent safety protocols. I mean, you're talking about a super close environment. That's true. Um, (laughs) we're, we're, We're creating some aerosol. We've always created aerosols in the air. So we've always uh, adhered by very stringent protocols, but our protocols are much different. And, um, so when you come to the dentist, what you'll see is, is you'll see a curbside check-in. You won't see any other patients around, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that we stagger appointments. Uh, in some of our offices, there's a patient flow area. So you will never really walk and past another patient. Um, you will look a lot different. Uh, we, we're taking temperatures. We're taking temperatures outside the office. We go to your car and take the temperatures. We have a screening process. Um, so a lot of things will be different. But, you know, the, the hard thing is in dentistry, we're a relationship-based business, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we, we enjoy uh, having conversations with our patients and, you know, sitting down with them eye to eye and having a conversation and, you know, those things are changing a little bit, but the personalities and the relationships are all the same underneath all that crazy equipment. You know, we just got to get through that a little bit. The hard part, Doc, about having that conversation is sometimes when our mouths are open as patients and then you ask us a question and we have to answer like, oh, oh, oh we can't really t- answer the question. So that is the first class in dental school that we take. <laughs> the first class is how do you ask questions to a patient while you got your hands in your mouth? <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Well, you know what? I know that you're excited that you're seeing patients because I think a big concern for not only in in dentistry, but probably all across all the health fields is just sort of worrying that people are putting off routine health needs, right? Yeah, especially in dentistry. You know, I mean, there's a lot of fear in dentistry and, um, you know, people sometimes feel, you know, there's 44% of Americans only went to the dentist prior to COVID. Wait a minute. What was that percentage again? 44% of Americans go routinely to the dentist prior to COVID. So so you're talking about, you know, now post-COVID, but, you know, my belief is this. We're going through a pandemic. And I think people are really going to look at their health differently. They're going to look at, okay, what can I do to prevent healthcare scares in the future? And what can I do in case another pandemic ever came or something else? What can I do to bolster my Mm. system to be a better defense? And, you know, there's a lot of links between dentistry and and oral health and the rest of your body. So making sure that we uh, are preventative, people do come back to the dentist and at least get the routine care going 
that's going to help tremendously. I mean, you would be amazed in a two-month period how many little things ended up becoming such big emergencies, and people never even knew that they had something wrong. And that's what's new in dentistry, and not really new, but, you know, back in the old days it was, hey, I knew I had a cavity because I ate something sweet and it hurt my tooth. Mm -hmm. Now people don't know that. If you have pain in your tooth, that's usually a sign that it's too late and you're going into like a root canal. And when I say too late, meaning it's not going to be a simple procedure anymore. It's going to be something that costs a lot of money or it's going to take a couple of visits. So we want to make sure that we get things while they're early, not when they're later. All you had to say to me was root canal because (laughs) that is so scary. And speaking of scary, why is it? I mean, it's grown adults. I mean, real tough. I mean, courageous adults really just don't, a lot of them don't want to go to the dentist at all. Well, listen, I'm a team dentist for the Chicago Wolves, right? And <laughs> I will tell you that those tough guys are, are probably some of the worst in the dental chair, you know, but no, honestly, it's, it's the worst patients in dentistry are dentists themselves. Um, everybody has a little fear of, of just different things that you do. And uh, honestly, dentistry has taken a turn to be so much better for patients and so much more comfortable. I, I, I can tell somebody, you could do a root canal on somebody. I know you were just talking about that. I can have somebody come on their lunch break from work do a root canal on them and say, you have no problem going back to work and having dinner tonight. Um, so Things really have moved in the progression to make sure that it is much better for patients in the pain category. Well, dentists just have a perception problem. I'm beginning to see this now. (laughs) Um, But no, so you do have, you know, for someone that has real anxiety about this, you have solutions for making it easy for them to sit in the dentist chair. Absolutely. I mean, from IV sedation to oral sedation to nitrous oxide, um, uh, usually a lot of times, 90% of the times, it's just getting to know the patient and creating a relationship with the patient. Honestly, I think that's where a lot of the fear comes in place because we are invading somebody's personal space. And especially in a time of COVID, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's that's what some of the concerns and that's why we're doing a lot of this PPE is because of that. But, you know, it's sometimes just sitting down with the patient, getting to know them, getting to know their fear, talking them through it, letting them know how the procedure is going to go. That's usually what gets people through that. But there are other things that we can do to make sure that they wake up after a, uh, a nice hour of snooze and all their dentistry is done. That sounds lovely. Uh, speaking with Dr. A.J. Acerno, CEO of Decision One Dental Partners. Now, you did touch on this a little bit earlier. You mentioned maybe even taking temperatures uh, of patients in their car or before they even enter the facility, before they even enter the dentist's office. But just to sort of uh, fully describe what an experience would will be like now, um, at, you know, during COVID-19, uh, what, what happens like in the waiting room? Like after yes. you get, yeah. Good question. So first, when you, you know, as we take a temperature outside, when you come in, we will not have a waiting area. And okay. if we do, it's only going to be probably two or three chairs. Uh, the, the, the goal is not to have anybody in that waiting area. It's to be able, we call people in, we'll call them by phone, they come in, and we usher them right into the back right away. And once we're in the back, we do a pre-rinse to uh, decrease any virus in the mouth. We have them wash their hands. Uh, After they leave, you know, what goes up behind the scenes is really important that people know. Once they leave, we're washing doorknobs, we're washing handles, we're washing any type of countertop 
even if they sat in the waiting room on a mm-hmm. chair, we're washing that down. So it's the things that go on behind the scenes in a lot of medical facilities that are the most important. But once you get into the room, uh, then, you know, the dentist is going to look differently, of course. We're going to have a face shield on and, and garments on and stuff. Um, and then when you leave, we'll check, we're doing a real new technology where we could check people out in the back mm-hmm. instead of bringing them to the front. Once you bring them to the front, then it's like kind of like a, a congregation of people up there. We're trying to avoid any other congregations and, and get people in and out of the, the dental office. And believe me, they don't want to hang out in the dental office, right? right. I mean, it's not like the... <laughs> It's not like we're going to serve drinks there. Right. So, not- uh, so trying to get them in and out is, is, is going to be really important. Got it. So you're going to have a separate entrance and a separate exit. So that way people aren't crossing one another. Um, that is so correct. Sounds like you're, you know, upping your sterilization procedures. You're upping the cleaning. Um, you know, you mentioned that you're going to be screening patients. But what about for employees? I know you want to keep them safe, too. So every time, you know, everybody's getting checked twice a day. And when you come in first thing in the morning, all, all team members are getting checked. Uh, halfway through the day, we're checking our team members again. Um, there's no more of the days of, hey, you're a hero if you're getting a sniffle and then you come in. If you're not feeling good, you're not coming in, you know. Um, so it's a it, it's, you know, changing those things. But we want to make sure that our team members have the proper PPE, making sure they're trained properly on how they use it. Because what we find out is, is that the contamination of COVID doesn't usually come when you're all dressed up and you're secure. Mm-hmm. Usually it comes when you drop your guard down and all of a sudden we want to have lunch together and we forget that we don't have masks on. You know, right. so we're not we're not congregating for lunch hour anymore. We're having people eat in their cars and separating. Um, you know, it's it's those types of situations when your guard goes down that you got to worry. So you got to keep you got to keep on it, and you got to make sure that you have kind of like a COVID police officer in the office, mm-hmm. right? To make sure everybody's following the rules. And when somebody gets laxed, then you got to get on them and say, "Hey, wait! You got to remember if you're." Even though we're not seeing a patient, we're going to be wearing a mask. Well, Doc, I'm running out of time, but uh, this just ha- this happened in the in the nick of time, right? For because there's so many, you know, so many dentists are just small business owners, right? And a lot of people were worried that they weren't going to be able to open up. I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, we're all, uh, you know, all dentists are out there. We all come from the same community. So anything at Decision One that we can do for any of our fellow dentists in the area, we are happy to do. I mean, we're all in this together. Uh, we're a community of ourselves, and yes, we have been hit drastically hard. Um, I mean, probably one of the worst industries in America, uh, you know, as in job losses and, and revenue losses. So um, our docs and us, we're, we're all banding together, and anything we could do for each other, we're going to do. Um, any idea or have you heard of any figures and percentages of how many dental offices might have to close because of yeah. the... So unfortunately, we're hearing one out of five to one out of four dental offices could close, uh, and one out of five dentists will not return to the field because of either uh, some health issues or, or age or or something where they're just like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. So the dental the dental industry has been hit extremely hard. We've been working on a national level with our uh, with our uh, politicians, trying to get them to understand how bad it has hit. Um, that we are an essential service. There's 2 million Americans go to the emergency room every year with dental issues that, really? can be taken care of at the, at, that can be taken care of at an office. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that uh, we have to make sure that at dentistry, we got to step our game up. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's time for us to step our game up. It's, uh, it, you know, we're in our central service. We do a great thing for patients. We got to make sure that we're there for them and we're constantly there for them for the future. And so helping our fellow dentists out and helping our dental community, that's going to be a key factor for decision one. That's going to be a key factor for a lot of us out there to help each other. Well, that was a really good rally cry, uh, Dr. A.J. Aserno. I nominate you to be the leader of all dentists, okay? How about that? Um, where do people find you in terms of uh, getting an appointment at Decision One Dental? So Chicagoland Dentist Near Me is any of our offices. So Chicagoland Dentist Near Me or DecisionOneDental.com. You can go to any of those and find any of our offices, and we'd be happy to help anybody out there. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I know you're going to tell me that you should floss every night, of course. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks so much to Dr. A.J. Aserno.